0: I say they all the way, sleep they really, all the way uh, and there ain't nothing on the earth that's worse than a man that you could never uh, teach him right, teach. you could take it from Jordan, take it from Bing, yeah. take it from Birdman or take it from Pete, even made worth the loss before he stopped getting beat, Stop. there's lessons and L's, ain't gotta take ain't it from me, Other uh, mother boy's lame, the lame, and they stuck in their ways, uh, no but they never ever left the section that they stay in since back in the day uh, Yeah, if you ain't a student of the world, then you lacking the game How you got all this bread and you ain't riding no plane Yeah, paper on paper, but your passport plain Not an air, not a stamp on one page
1: Here we're here on the Nast Podcast. Um, I because the studio is so new, everyone has either been getting a first or a second title. Um, this is my second guest back from New York. Um, he's uh, he's been part of the Seattle music scene for well, there was some stutter there. He's been part of the Seattle music scene for so much time for a, for a long time. Um, he's also a barber. He, he's cut my hair multiple times. Uh a good job too. And he's also a, he's a like I said he's part of the music scene. He's a he's a hip hop artist. Um he's a he's a host. I've seen him host quite a few events and uh now he's a guest. Uh, a guest on the podcast. Uh, OG, uh, OG Mudbone. <laughs> <laughs> We got we got OG Mudbone on the podcast <laughs> Oh
0: my gosh, Mud
1: Beezy in the heezy Have you ever have you have you ever seen OG Mudbone?
0: No, I haven't.
1: Do you know who you know who he is? Though? I
0: don't. Oh, I don't. So now so you you're just laughing. gave me something. Google I was just laughing off the off 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 the off the spin. Oh, off the spin off.
1: The well, this is gonna make it even ten times better than OG Mud. Let me. My guest is actually OG Mambo. Uh, Hell yeah! <laughs> bam, 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 bam. And uh, so I'm gonna I'm gonna t- I'm gonna explain who OG Mudbone is with a story, a real life story. So when I was a freshman in high school, this this senior came up to me, and he didn't know me, and I didn't really know him, but because I was black, he he came up to me. Right? Th- this, this this isn't racist. This isn't racist. No, that's that he that makes came, sense. He came up to me and he he said. Your dad looks like, your, your, I bet your dad looks like Lex Steele. And do you know, do you know, do you know who Lex Steele is?
0: Yeah. Yeah, I do. I, I, should I be embarrassed that I don't know OG Mudbone, but I know Lex Steele? Yes. Yes, <laughs> yes So, yes, so yes. Lex
1: Steele is a prominent uh, porn star, um, black porn star. He's got the BBC. Um, and basically OG Mudbone um, is also a porn star. Who He passed away, unfortunately.
0: Damn, but, rest in um, rest in peace, the mudbone. So
1: OG Mambo and OG Mudbone kind of sounds similar to me. So on the drive here, I was thinking about OG, <laughs> mudbone. but he's known because this is very inappropriate. But he's known because he had like when he jizzed, it was like a literally like a fucking fire, a, a fire. <laughs> you know those what, fire hydrant. Like there's gifts online of this this guy like his cum shot of OG Mudbone. Yeah. So, i'm glad i
0: didn't google them.
1: yeah i i wanted i i didn't want you to be like but that's how we're starting the podcast um <laughs> porn porn stuff right um i'm just back from new york this is the first hip hop artist back from new york so there's something there you're the first there and uh, I, I i there's what is the i i don't know the right saying no bars hold no bars held, you know. Like I'm free. Whatever I'm supposed to say there, I feel free. I, I was
0: gonna say I don't even know if I've held, I've held, I've heard that saying. Is no bars.
1: No, no, no bars held or something.
0: No bars held.
1: No, no bars hold or something. That, that sounds
0: sense. Like that about freedom. Yeah. No bars being held. Yeah. Debarred.
1: Yeah, something like that. Not
0: in a legal sense, right? I'm sure if you're a lawyer, you'd be a great lawyer.
1: Yeah, I would. I watch Better Call Saul. Have you seen Better? Call Saul? I have
0: seen Better Call Saul. <sighs>
1: The last episode came out yesterday for the mid season, at least. I
0: haven't seen the, the 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 latest to latest. I think I'm yeah. two seasons back. Absolutely. I kind of like when doing that. I prefer when shows are are bingeable. Yeah. Because yeah, I get into it. I want to watch like four or five at a time. So it really yeah. hurts me when I'm watching that like up to date episode, and then Twitter's talking about it, and we're all waiting for a whole seven days. That seven days is a lot of anticipation.
1: And that's what's happening with me right now with movies. Like, I'm usually. I usually go to a lot of well before the pandemic. I used to go to a lot of movies, and now that things are lifting, uh, lifting up now with the what did Cameron say? Cameron said we're in a transition period right now. Right now that we're in this transition period, um, you know, movie theaters are opening, but I've I've been so accustomed to just watching Netflix and HBO, like mm-hmm. I don't want to go to the movies. But and a lot
0: of them come out on HBO too. Yeah, like at the same time as the theaters. You know
1: what I mean? So, but still, people are like, like um. But still, like people are talking about online, and if you're not going to the movie theater for some of these movies, like Doctor Strange, right? Right. So, like, supposedly, like, there's a lot of spoilers in that movie, and all this, like, it's been out for like a month. You or just so. gotta stay off Twitter. Yeah, I you don't gotta even stay- have Twitter. Do you have Twitter?
0: I have a Twitter. Uh-oh. I have a Twitter. I am a. I am a. Twitter is like it's like a no man's land. <laughs> And it is it is advanced over time, but, yeah. like, Twitter as a concept is, like, it's just moving so quickly that things are just thrown out there mm-hmm. at a very high speed. But especially, like, pop culture and TV shows, you can't go on Twitter when something's out because everyone's opinion will be on there. So it won't even be, like, they're giving you spoilers. They'll right. just be, like, I can't believe they shot so-and-so. Like, oh. <laughs> that was so messed up. Like, I love that character. And just like, well, I don't got to watch this episode now. I know. Whoever got killed in power, I already know what's going uh, on now. Yeah, yeah, I've
1: never once used... I've only... I think I have a Twitter just so, like, um, you know, certain, like, uh, apps make you have another app to sign in with. Right. And I think <laughs> it was, like, a thing. Like, I was probably playing, like, some phone game where it's like, if you sign in with your Twitter, you get You're 400 like, fuck, free coins or yeah, something. I'm going to go with my Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's the only reason. But I'm guessing even though Twitter's been around for fucking a decade or more, so me just saying what I think Twitter is, it's just like, what the hell, Blake? But I feel like it's something that just... Suits people with ADHD who just have thoughts, right? And you just shoot them out. Is that? Is I mean, basically that right? may
0: be an accurate like depiction of like what's going on, but it's definitely Twitter is the land of raw thoughts. Okay. I feel like there's different personalities for each social media platform. Mm-hmm. Like Facebook, you try and keep it kind of family oriented, maybe business oriented. On, you know, you just know? the normal stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Regular things going on (laughs) or real political. Facebook can also get real personal. It's like, but like, you wouldn't be debating. As your uh your business self. It's real personal. Like you're using like middle names and first names with the individuals. You're like, man, I can't believe so and so's uncle voted for such and such. Man, you suck. I thought you were so cool. You're such you're a great barbecuer, but your political opinions suck. Uh. You know, and then you have Instagram, which is simply like aesthetically pleasing. That's where we all look the coolest, doing the most fun things. Like I just went to this concert, this trip, look at these cool pictures that I just took. And then Twitter is the land of like it's like a diary i think twitter is the social media diary because you go on there and you see people saying wild stuff uh, and there's fake twitter accounts have ooh. you seen the fake elon musk tweets oh no i mean the only i think some of them are real some of them are on fake i stopped caring like, enough to following? decipher yeah oh, okay got it so it's and like a, that's it's the like dangerous dank, thing.
1: Dank meme type thing
0: that's the dangerous thing that the internet works now that it, all you have to do is say something and then enough people follow it and then like the narrative exists
1: jeez it works now that's wildness. The only, like, I guess the only experience I've had with Twitter was making the, like, the Greg Scott video I made. I made like, fake tweets. Yeah, but yeah, I, yeah. I I felt like that was like reminiscent of how people use Twitter. I guess I don't know. <laughs>
0: That's that is it, bro. Add. Twitter's for the people with ADD.
1: <laughs> so let's get let's get into your your background. Um, first, let's start with the name. OG Mambo. Yeah. Yeah. Not OG mud Not bone.
0: not OG Mud, not to be mistaken <laughs> with OG Mudbone. You know. <laughs> you know. You know, close in industries. I always said if the music thing didn't work out, then like I'd definitely <laughs> lean towards porn. I think it'd just be a cool fallback. I want to put
1: a very hot take on the it's gonna be a very hot take on the podcast. I think- Actually, I don't know if I should say I should- <laughs> Yeah, I feel like I shouldn't. I'll tell you after the podcast. (laughs) Okay. So, OG Mudbone OG Mambo. OG Mambo music.
0: (laughs) No, uh, but OG Mambo. uh, So, OG just came from, honestly, my younger homies, the generation that came after me, they just started calling me that almost like in a humorous fashion Mm -hmm. because, you know, growing up in Seattle, growing up in America as a black person, depending on where you are located, it can, uh, making it up to past 25, it's like, damn, you you did a lot. Because a lot of people passed away 19, 20, 21, 22. So the, the little homies used to just joke and call me OG. So then I kind of took that and ran with it as like, you know, all right, that's cool. You know, I, I'll i embrace that. I have an old soul. Uh, I'm connected with like the generation above me. I have survived certain situations, scenarios beyond that. And then Mambo, that's what my pops used to call me. Uh, and it just in Shona, which is where I'm from in Zimbabwe, it means king or God. So uh just attaching the two things together like you know the the homeland and the the land here and just connecting the two dots because that's what i try and do musically through my branding skits whatever things like that is just kind of unifying the globe because wherever we are we're all really the same whether you're in zimbabwe england london uh uh France, you know the states, whatever yeah. it is, you know. So that's where the name mechanism came from.
1: Do you think some people take that as like something gang related, though? Like OG?
0: Um, I definitely feel like they may find that sort of affiliation, but I mean, I I know I know what my intention was. So mm-hmm. I get. I guess all you'd have to do is listen to really understand. Because if you listen to the content of what I'm saying in the music, it's not like uh gang glorifying is definitely, I call it like, you know, game-giving. You know, I'm trying to, if I'm speaking on something that does have to do with like a street topic, people riding around doing something like that, I'm trying to uh, implement an element of like, uh, of like from a retrospective element. You know, like what you should be doing, what you could be doing, or how it could go wrong and things like that. You know?
1: And how long have you uh, been rapping?
0: Uh, Well, I've been rapping for like, Damn, I've been rapping for, like, well, I was rapping, like, my, uh, you know, like, kids rapping in school. I don't know about you if, if that was, like, a prominent thing at like your school, but. I went to an all-white school. So I don't you know, know, I went to a mixed school, so, like, there was definitely white kids present, but we had, like, like Filipinos, right. Indians cambodians black white everything mixed but like just growing up through school probably from like middle school on it was just like freestyling and things like that but it would always be like really silly content like the objective wasn't to like get bars off it was like who can say the funniest thing who can reference the coolest porn star Mm. you know what i mean or do whatever silly thing in that act so the i was doing that probably until i was like a sophomore in high school and then uh the end of sophomore year that summer, I started linking up with one of my cousins who was a producer uh, in the North Seattle area. And he went to Ballard High School and they were uh, getting plays at Homecoming and things like that. So we would just kind of like co-produce, mess around because I'm a I'm a uh, brass player. So I can play trumpet, trombone, mm. and things like that. So uh,
1: self-taught. Were you in the band?
0: I was in band. Hey, yeah, yeah, I, yeah like I was in band. So you. I was in band growing up. Uh, I actually just found a jazz band CD. We made an album. My seventh and eighth grade made an album of all the songs we were performing. And I've just started cutting and sampling that. So that's coming soon, very soon. But uh, so because I like to mess around with like instrumentation, I would like co-produce with him and mess around. And one day he threw a mic up and he was like, bro, do that freestyle that you be doing. like, you know, before we go party, we did that, cut the track. And then I heard it back and I was like, (laughs) this is kind of cool. You know, the concept of, Damn, I hear Ludacris, Eminem, the all these different people through these speakers. But now that's my voice through a speaker. Yeah, the quality level definitely wasn't there yet, <laughs> you know what I mean? But the concept right there, like, made me fall in love with it. So by the time I was graduating, that's when I really started to like take the idea of like performing and and. Uh, the music business, aside from just like making music, because all throughout like senior year, we we had uh, iPads and MacBooks. So with the iPad and the MacBook, I was making music on GarageBand and stuff like that. Shout out Scumbag Zay, my guy Zay, uh, the Cool Grande. We were all cooking up and just making music like that, and um, that progressed into me taking it more serious once I graduated. And uh, cause Wait, I'm
1: first off, actually, how old were you when you first? realized about like uh bars and counting beats because i freestyling and actually like knowing where things are placed that's probably a whole nother step you know
0: right 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 so the funny thing is with that because i did band and i knew music it was like second nature to catch on mm. because when you're playing jazz music it's the same punctuation so the way hip-hop beats work Typically, it's not always. I know there's going to be some producers like, not my beats. My beats don't work. But typically, it's in uh, four counts eight counts or 12 counts. So mm. that's like one, two, three, four, that's one. Mm. So if you do that four times, that's like a four count. So usually there's a change or progression, what they call it, you know? So like they might add keys or add a clap or take something out of the beat in those increments at the four, the eight, the 12. So once I kind of got that cheat code about how hip hop works, yeah. I just understood. Cause in band, you have to do that. When you waiting to play your part, it's one and two and three and four and two and, yeah, you know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, yeah like waiting to get into that so the transition was pretty quick so because at first I was just I was I I used to write like awkward stuff like like 18 bar verses or like it'd be a 14 bar verse or like a 31 and it wasn't fitting in the structure because I had to learn about uh uh my cousin was the one who put me on like no this is where a hook goes right here and this is how that goes so by that time that I was graduating like 17 18 years old that's when I was figuring out like song structure you know but uh um uh, finding my sound or delivering something with purpose or the context or things like that it was all really conceptual projects mm-hmm. we might watch a movie or see something on tv and then based on that be like hey let's make a a project about this like i did a project called sky pirate which was based on me being super stoned one night and watching a documentary on db cooper do you know who that is
1: uh, who's db cooper yes i
0: get to put you on <laughs> you put me on og mudbone i'm gonna give you db cooper <laughs> right all right so db cooper is a He was a a hijacker, a plane hijacker, but he got on the plane. I want to. I don't want to get the story wrong. It's a while since I studied it, but he got on the plane in, I believe, in Oregon. No, in Seattle. And it was, like, taken off to Oregon, one of the two, in the Northwest, right? Mm -hmm. And when he got on the plane, he uh, this is back when you could still smoke on planes and stuff like that. So he, like, lit a cigarette, ordered himself, like, a bourbon. And then as the plane starts taking off, he wrote on a napkin, like, I got a bomb in my briefcase Mm -hmm. and I need X amount of money before we land at this place. I think he was coming from Oregon, right? So then he lands in Seattle. And when he lands in Seattle, they uh, uh, drive out the money to him. He gets the money and he asks for money and uh, uh, parachutes. Okay. So he says, all the passengers, y'all can go. The crew, y'all got to stay because y'all going to fly me to Mexico. Oh. Right? That's his whole scheme, his plan. So then as they take off in Seattle, somewhere between here and Portland in that thing, because he, he, he had him flying real low, he jumped out with his parachute and just took off. Oh. And they never found him what ever they never found him and and they only found like a small bit of like they found uh some like washed up bills on the beach so imagine you're walking your dog at some park and then you see whoa look at this i found two hundred dollars you take it back they're like this is the marked bills from db cooper but they never found him and i thought that shit was cool as fuck so i was like damn bro so i just made a whole project about DB Cooper, or from the perspective of DB Cooper, that was the whole thing. So I'll do stuff like that, but it wasn't really about like telling my story. And at the time, I was going by Gizzle, which is a play on my government name, Fungai. Mm. So you know, because I grew up around Snoop Dogg era and stuff like that. So the shizzle the Dizzle, it was my aim name. So when he when he threw up the mic and had me freestyle, he's like, "What's your stage name?" I was like, "I don't know." He's like, "We're gonna do Fungizzle." I was like, "All right, cool." Oh you know what I mean? I went
1: by Blizek on like. My first like Club Penguin account, you understand, or like online accounts, or (laughs) my Blizzake. My my first Instagram actually was Blizzake, and
0: (laughs) and I think at the time the homie Zay he was going by I Zizzle, so it was like Foon gizzle, I Zizzle. It was like it it made sense at the time, but then as I grew uh and shifted and got to like into my 20s that's when I took a step back cuz I had done all sorts of shows at Neptune Theater with like currency and opening and with YG all sorts of different little things but I wanted to like take a step back and really attack my business approach a little bit differently and come with it with like a little bit more sonic purpose like make songs that you know are feel good more with the whole marketing aspect in mind while also still trying to be like creatively free. That's like the goal to just be able to make whatever I want, not make this because I'm from over here. or I kick it with these people or whatever. You know what I'm
1: saying? But does Seattle inspire music? Would you feel like
0: inspire my music or just music in general? Yeah, definitely the city, like because everything is contextual to what's going on, whether I'm talking about pimping on Aurora or, a uh, party on Capitol Hill, or you know, a, a a play I saw at Seattle Pacific University, or whatever aspect, or being in Pike Place, and or being on Third and Pine, or all these different aspects, or walking the Ave, or all those different experiences and different ventures, or you know, eating soul food, South End Kitchen on the on in the South End, or going the Central District for this, that, and the next, like all those experiences definitely tie into it, and the people who who are creating out here, too, because I like to try and go to shows and check people out, see what's going on at the same time, too, and be immersed in the community. So I would definitely say Seattle inspires it. Mm. My life inspires it. Zimbabwe inspires it, you know, so whatever's going on, too.
1: So have you so you've been to Zimbabwe? I was born in Zimbabwe. Oh, so you're actually born there. I thought you were, Wow. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I was born in Zimbabwe and I moved in like 94.
1: So how old were you then? You I was
0: like four about to turn. Yeah, I was about to turn three. I was about to turn three. I moved to here like down the street from where we're recording right now. Wow. Yeah, yeah, that is yeah. So wild. Well, actually initially we moved to we flew into New York, then moved to the somewhere in the South End, and then we were in the central district. And then like our first place or like my family owned the place and like was doing our own thing was right down the street from right over here. Damn. So yeah, yeah, man.
1: Yeah, I still don't know this area. We're we're on the Ave. I don't think we want we want clients. We not we need customers. Yeah, so, the we're, Ave. On the Ave. Yeah, we're on the Ave. Yeah. If you want a podcast in the nasty the- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I don't know much about the Ave. I just know that um we're closer to the top of the Ave to the point that we uh we need keys to unlock the bathroom so that it's we're in a nice building, right? Yeah. But if oh, if uh if a house, I guess we're supposed to homeless slash houseless. I think house, uh, whatever. Did they so switch the
0: vernacular for yeah, that? Yeah, damn, I, I feel, didn't even catch on to that. So I had a, damn, I would have got canceled if I was like in the <laughs> those people would have been those like, people. are you serious?
1: Are yeah. you serious? Cameron, Cameron from King Youngblood, who was on just before you. Yeah, um, yeah, When I first had him on a year ago, he's the one who brought it to my attention that. You're supposed to say homeless versus houseless. But when I go up to a homeless guy and be like, hey, what, would you are rather you supposed,
0: be- Wait, well, I thought homeless was the standard. Are you, is it not houseless instead of homeless?
1: So houseless means that you don't- Wait, what is this? Thing? It's just like the Luther Vandross song dros song is it luther vandross luther vandross yeah Lutross? yeah you know he's like a house is not a home uh-huh. <laughs> so uh-huh. It's, uh-huh. Just, okay, okay. it's literally just like so just because you might not have a home like a full-on home but your your tent is your your house yeah or, or is it the other way around one one of the wait wait, wait which one is it <sighs> I'm about How, to home through. is where you, the heart is I a house is know. just a house i need to know a house is just a house so but basically like if i if i were to go up to someone on the street and be like, hey, are you homeless or houseless? They, they might just yell at me and say, fuck you, or something. I don't know. So I think it's a mixture of people trying to do good, and maybe it does help, especially if there's people that are um, houseless that are trying to get their shit together. But if you're just like, where I was in New York, mm-hmm. there was some like guys just fucking, just being wild. And I, I don't think they care if you call them homeless or houseless. But I understand from the perspective <laughs> if you're, like, you're trying to get your shit together, and maybe you are like, you know it's just like the same thing as like like uh is
0: disenfranchised still acceptable is that like a thing disenfranchised i I never even
1: understood what dis dis disenfranchised meant
0: i honestly i'm not webster so i couldn't break it down for you i would love to but i don't i I know that it's a thing
1: yeah it's like no one wants to be called a murderer just say you stabbed someone right Right. (laughs) it's just like i don't know it's like the thing like uh you know like what they're trying to do with pedophiles they're like they're, they're pe- changing the
0: terminology pedophile
1: it's like people that people that like kids or touch kids versus a pedophile you know wait what, I
0: mean? what is the difference
1: it's just it's 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 all fucked up in my opinion but it's it's, it's Not- supposed to mean it's just supposed to make it seem less harsh.
0: I thought they were separating like 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 just like like adult uh uh, uh like uh rape or things like that, okay. and then child situations like that. I thought there was like a a divide in that terminology. They're
1: just trying to make not it... to say
0: that they really should be right. at all. Cause, like,
1: I think it's more like, here's an example. I want to explain the answer with another example that's just out there. So, one of my favorite... I mean, we
0: started with OG Mudbug.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, one of my favorite TV shows, well, not anymore. I'm a grown man now, I don't watch this anymore. <laughs> One of my favorite one of my favorite shows was SpongeBob growing up. Okay. Okay. And I watched this YouTube video, um, probably four years ago, four or five years ago, and it, I like to watch YouTube videos that break down like the conspiracy behind behind TV Sponge shows. Bob, yeah. yeah. So it was a conspiracy. It wasn't even a conspiracy. It was just like it was actually laid out perfectly. It was all pretty factual, versus it being like SpongeBob is the Illuminati. It just showed that. When SpongeBob first started, um, he looks like a sponge, right? He's very square, had corners. But as um, the seasons progressed, he actually became a little bit more rounder and softer, and more kid-like. Like a lot of cartoons nowadays have become less. Um, I, don't know, I don't. I don't know if grungy or edgy is the right word either, but like. Um, Gritty, maybe a little gritty. Like SpongeBob, when it first came out, it was kind of—it was supposed to be made for Adult Swim. Right. It was right, kind of right. had a little gritty feeling to it. Yeah, it was
0: like the pirate theme, yeah, and those dark esque.
1: Yeah, and now you a lot of shows being released. Now we have fucking Coco Melon. We go from SpongeBob to Coco Melon. You know, that's what I'm. That's what I'm getting at. So with that, words are doing the same thing. But with me being someone and you being an artist too, um. I think words are very important, and I feel like um, I can understand the perspective of because words are important, you don't want to negatively impact someone, but... Also, so some words are meant to sound fucked up because they are fucked up. Yeah. pedophile is fucked up. So yeah, you say you, you're you not, don't say a kid. You're not the supposed to, to soft, <laughs> soft, and <laughs> soft, and pedophile. Just oh, you know.
0: Well, I mean, you know, he's not quite
1: a pedophile. He's a, <laughs> you know what I mean. So, um, I don't know how we got onto that, but um,
0: I think that I think we needed to get there though. The people needed to yeah to, to hear that. So
1: Zimbabwe, you <laughs> <laughs> you're from there. <laughs>
0: yeah uh no so i I, I, w- I was born there but i grew up throughout like north seattle
1: oh i remember actually where i was getting at basically we're on the ave and- oh yes
0: and the ave has pedophiles
1: yeah no 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 i don't hope i hope not and houseless people they have houseless people for sure
0: or homeless people
1: or either way they have we, people that don't have i homes. will
0: say that we intend to be saying the right one we yes. just don't know
1: yeah I'm not a fucking dictionary. <laughs> you know, I just don't know. I just don't know. Don't cancel me. There's these people on the streets. There's people on the streets. Yes. That, there they are. Yes. And sometimes they stick around the Ave where we are now. And mm-hmm. after around 9 p.m., you saw we have to you come up those stairs, right? Yeah. At yeah. the top of the stairs is a little like roof so it doesn't get rained on. And people on the streets like to sleep there. So let's say someone broke into the building and tried to sleep in the bathroom or something. That's why there's like there's locks. So we right. we've, we've moved we move locations. It's more vibrant over here, but everything has locks on it. That's basically what I'm trying <laughs> to get to because there's the street people.
0: I think that's just Seattle in general and this is something that I think out of state people get like a misconstruance of like hmm. of what it is here is that our like hoods or downtrodden areas Are like immersed within really nice areas as well. Like they're like blocks away, no matter where you are. Because if you're, you know, in the South End, you can go to the water, and on the waterfront, there's some million-dollar houses over there, you know what I'm saying? Right across the water is Bill Gates' house somewhere, you yeah. know what I mean? In Medina, if you're in the Central District, same thing, you can get there. If you're here on the Ave, where it's, like, kind of got some grit to it, yeah. you know? It's, like, 60% college kids, like, 20% tourists, like 10% street people, and then like 10% random. Like it could yeah. be whatever, like Uber Eats, like someone who's passing through, someone who's lost, you know? Yeah. So you got these different pockets where it's like, even on Aurora, you got Aurora, but you can go blocks uh, uh, to the West and you got the coastline of like Richmond Beach and Carkeek Park and all this, which has so much money. So as opposed to where... Um, like for I I was just doing some music in Dallas for example and when I was out in Dallas it's way it it feels like way more separated and removed when you're in like the hood or the the communities that have less and then when you're in the suburb communities or the communities that have a little more it's like miles of distance it's like for people who are from here it's like comparative as to like if you live in the distance from like linwood to downtown seattle like there's a stretch you have to go like a ways away and then you'd go the opposite direction south to find that so i feel like that's just kind of how it is here we have like plushness but we're also like really inclusive it's like when the liberalness like dances on that line you know what i'm saying that makes sense yeah
1: but i also get offended still because i I grew up on the east side Yeah, yeah and i never had to deal with locked bathrooms yeah. so then when i go to seattle and i'm like oh can i use your bathroom real quick and they ask for, they're like oh did you buy a drink yet or whatever i'm like the fuck i need to right, go to the bathroom Right, right, right like right, if i right. just went to bellevue and was like oh can i go to the bathroom here at starbucks i'm about to piss my pants i'll be like oh sure yeah no problem you know but whatever. like here in seattle like did you buy a fucking starbucks drink or well,
0: be- that's the difference between those two the two big cities like seattle and bellevue bellevue is like curated for like if you made it over there the, uh the presumption or assumption is that you in position to be able to do whatever you're supposed mm. to be doing you're like supposed to be over here people who work over here they got to presume you could be anybody because right two minutes before you walked in some dude who was dressed maybe just a little bit like your shirt was a little dirtier than yours but like yeah. close enough s was asked the same thing and then Took a shit on the bathroom floor <laughs> and that fucked his shift up. Imagine you working, you got two hours left on your shift, and they're like, Blake, you gotta go clean the shit on the floor. And you're like, shit on the floor? Yeah, human shit on uh, the floor. You're like, oh my God, you don't pay me enough. Now you gotta complain, write to the state. It's like a headache. So instead, shit. they have to give you a hassle and ask if you purchased your beverage first to test the waters. So you can swipe that oh. debit card and they can be like, all right, he's one of wow. the societal people he's not gonna shit on the floor
1: wow see we're very empathetic we're very imp- <laughs> see we might not be the best with the right words but, right um, right like i it was so funny i'm not gonna say what word i said or who i was with but <laughs> i was i was when i was in new york i was in an uber and I said one word and it completely changed the entire mood of the Uber. And they're like, oh, shit. And I was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> you know like, I love words and I feel like I should be able to say whatever words, but I understand the I think same with time.
0: art, you're supposed to be able to do that. Like art, that's when you're supposed to be able to like, it's hard to limit. And I mean, you have to be prepared for the reaction because that's the point. You want to invoke emotion, whether it's, you know, you want, somebody to you, you Chris Rock at a at an award show you yeah. want to invoke an emotion you want to be able to pull things so I think the limitation on certain art te- art contexts isn't fair to the artist and I feel like sometimes they do with the excuse of like oh for like kids but I don't know like if you a fairly responsible parent like I got kids and like are
1: clean versions still around anymore
0: I try and make some clean versions just so for like radio promotion and for marketing and things like that. But I wouldn't say that it's a necessity. You could definitely survive without clean versions because marketing on a digital platform and things like that. You don't have to sell hard CDs and stuff like that.
1: We're also talking about words we can and can't say, but we're also black. So we're in a position where like I've said this before. I feel like black people in Seattle as of lately. Have been treated more like puppies a little bit. Like, and like, like babied in a yeah, way. Yeah, they're like, oh, it's okay. Versus if I was like some six year old white guy being like, hey, man, why can't I say homeless? <laughs> right, yeah.
0: They'd be ready to, yeah, they'd be ready to, to, to take you out for sure. So I, I,
1: I, um, that's, that's what, that's where, we, that's where we are at in society right now. Um, but that's yeah. an interesting spot. Isn't that weird? Am I, is that, I've been saying that a lot. I wanna put that on a shirt black people are puppies in seattle or baby you like they
0: just kind of like well this is the this is i mean i think there's some genuineness to it too but i think it was uh
1: okay what about this before you go farther right. do you think there's genuineness in the black lives matter uh, that's where things? i'm going okay that's go. where i'm headed that's where i'm
0: headed <laughs> so i feel like so conceptually yes. just like america if we're going to be really real conceptually brilliant as a fucking concept oh my god like it's incredible like we are one for all justice liberty get your gun protect your people all is fair get your money yes you share do the taxes you're responsible for you as a concept oh my oh my god brilliant yeah but as an actuality it's like no but like you black, so we gonna put you in position in yeah. Oh, you Asian cats. So we not not for you. Really? Okay, white men. White <laughs> men. This is for y'all. Everyone else, y'all got a whole different set of rules, <laughs> you know? So, like, Black Lives Matter. As a concept, real dope. Like, we're all supporting. We want to, uh... We want to empower black businesses, yeah. give black people more black podcasts. Yeah. We want to get them more money and things like that. Artists as a concept. Yes, it's it's brilliant. But it was quickly and, and, and heavily infiltrated with a lot of like, oh, man, there's a word for it, but I can't think of it. Like people who go on like like world missions, but not with the intent of bettering the world so that they can Mm -hmm. like then come back and be like, do you know where I just was? White
1: guilt type shit. Yes. Yes. I was actually
0: in Bolivia or I was in, you know, uh, 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 Tibet and I was just feeding elephants and monkeys in Tibet. Like I love the world seriously. And you know, I donate to the kids in Africa, like all the time, like here's my fund, here's my track, you know, so those same people, now they don't even have to say that. They can just like throw a black lives matter sticker on their bumper. And they're
1: like, holy fuck, just there were so many, so many
0: scenarios that even in that moment, because at the time I was on Capitol Hill a lot, you know, with a partnership I had with a couple cannabis shops and things like that, that I was working at. So I was right there, like in, into the thick of it into the thick of it right i was right in there you know so uh during
1: chaz and chop
0: right i watched it go from the hill to chaz to chop to all that like having to work literally three four blocks from there on a regular basis so but people there like there were there were scenarios where like they would have like the Black Lives Matter signs and be walking down the street. Yeah. And I was like walking back from grabbing lunch or whatever, and maybe smoking a blunt, maybe eating drinking a smoothie from Emerald City smoothie right there on the on Broadway, walking back. And they would still like kind of like purse clutch like there's like i'm like you are going to the black like you're going to the black lives matter rally and black people still scare you oh what the God.
1: fuck that is fucking funny dog it
0: was it, no that fucked me up and i i think there was a it happened like three or four times there's one of those times i was like why are you even going like you clearly are like really uncomfortable right now you should be like seeing black people and be like hey I now know the things you're going through. You're not walking around here angry. You just have a little bit of anxiety because you witnessed some fucked up shit. And you're like, hmm, the potential for me to go through some fucked shit is like maybe a little higher than Susan walking her dog right there. And that was the whole concept. But they didn't really grasp that. So I think... The concept is great, but there's a lot of ingenuineness in it just because of the opportunity. It's an easy out now. It's like, what do you mean? It's like how when Barack Obama was president, I feel like white people was like, you know, I. Oh, my God. Yeah,
1: you you, 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 <laughs> know,
0: you know, I voted for him, right? <laughs> You know I voted for him, right? I mean, you know, uh, I know we had that spat where we stopped talking when you heard me say the N-word during the Biggie Smalls thing. But come on, man.
1: I hear people will still be like, <laughs> I'll, I'll get people will still be like, Blake, I, if if Obama could run again. Right. <laughs> if Obama could run again. Do you think that's going, man? <laughs> I
0: don't think OJ did it. You know I don't think OJ did it. There's like certain little sayings. So now Black Lives oh Matter God. is in that. Like, oh, if you shit. voted for Obama, you support OJ Simpson. Yeah, <laughs> you <know? laughs> or you gotta be oh, a limb sticker. God. I feel like there just needs to be other requisites. Like I feel yeah. like they think that's like cookout. Invi- that's the, that's what the black Twitter says. No, you're not on Twitter. Yeah, but that's what Black Twitter would say. The cookout invite worthy. Mm-hmm. Like, has this white person passed like the bar to yeah. do that? I feel like there needs to be a few more requisites. Yeah, that's you fucking
1: know? hilarious. Mm. Holy shit! So, you've since moving from Zimbabwe, right? <laughs> Did I say Zimbabwe? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Have you solely lived in the Seattle um, Uh, metropolitan area? Yeah,
0: living-wise, yeah. But um, I was an athlete growing up, so I used to do Taekwondo and, like, Junior Olympics, U.S. Open, used to be all over the nation. So Mm. I used to travel, like... A few times a year, you know, we do little car washes or I used to actually work at the Taekwondo gym to kind of like pay for my trips, have my coach pay for it, like get hours in that and like rack up a little account. But we would take trips to Florida, Atlanta. So I played like where the Falcon Stadium, all sorts of stuff. And I won different Junior Olympics, like gold medal, uh, silver medal, U.S. Open, all sorts of shit like that. So that had me traveling. And then um, you're Blackie Chan. Yeah, 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 yeah. I can I can for sure kick a nigga in the head. In the Thames too. Black
1: corn. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, but uh no, so that that uh that opened some doors where I was traveling, and then soccer had me traveling a little bit too, and then music took me around when I uh my bro Suave, who I started do who like kinda like really started to bubble in the music scene when I was at that serious point of, like, making an imprint. And at this time, we're studying people like, like, ASAP Mob just popped at this time, you know? Uh, 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 our Future has just popped at the time. Cash money, young money is a thing. So we were, like, on some, you build a collective, work together type thing. He actually ended up passing away in 2014. Oh, yeah, Uh so when that happened, that kind of, like, forced me in transition to really kind of like put my feet to the ground and start working a little harder and there was a promoter who was putting on like it was kind of like an underground level tour so there weren't any like big headline artists but they had dates throughout the 50 states where it would be like 100 to 300 person venues and they are bringing their acts on and then local acts and whatever big names were in the area so I got a chance to do that tour like right then and I kind of like that was something that normally I might have like held to pump the brakes on on or been a little more conscious of mm-hmm. but at that moment I was like you know what let me just kind of like take this opportunity to go with it and run with it so that took me around everywhere so I've seen I've seen the majority I've seen probably like 35 states of America and I feel like that's like as many cool ones as there are What's
1: the worst one that you've been to?
0: That I've been to Man I don't want to I don't want to diss anybody's city or state
1: someone was telling me in New York um Joes Joe's assistant, Jeff. So I went. On, I was on tour with the comedian, yeah. Joe Dombrowski. His assistant, Jeff, his cousins were there. I'm just going to call his cousins. His cousins were saying they both believe that um, Ohio is the worst state. The worst. I would, you know what? I wouldn't say
0: Ohio because I've been through Ohio. And, like, Cleveland was cool. Mm. And I haven't been to other parts of Ohio. I feel like in order, like, if I was to be honest, probably, like, Iowa and I never been to Iowa so like (laughs) it sounds shitty yeah it's just like (laughs) as a concept I feel like it's just like a lot of white people and like a lot of farm white people yeah and like not a lot of acceptance for people that look like us yeah and I just I just not an environment I'm thinking. Of. Like I could be wrong though. Like there's probably some niggas watching the Bl- the Nas podcast right now. Like, yo, what the fuck, bro? though, you don't know we from Iowa. We we we, we got gang bangers and everything no in to this Iowa. Podcast,
1: but me. <laughs> <laughs> what the
0: fuck you talking about? I'm out here listening. But like, yeah, oh Iowa. God. You know, Idaho gives like different vibes depending where well, you're at kkk
1: vibes right? yeah so, yeah well i guess it's right It depends on what if you're white and there's the kkk right if so you're just like, a normal it,
0: well if you're white you and care? a male you can go everywhere everywhere is dope Iowa's even dope because you're like oh my god look at the land here are you kidding me <laughs> I, you know i saw a bald eagle yesterday <laughs> god damn it <laughs> sips coffee you know what i'm um, saying like, so like that would be cool anywhere but like there's certain places like people always ask that like the question about like time traveling yeah i'm like yeah it'd be cool to go back it would be tight
1: but this is a pretty good time right now. But here, this right? is a pretty <laughs> solid time for black people right now
0: like we're thriving we're at a high right now like i don't think i'd want to go back to like 1922 seattle oh, i don't shit oh i don't my
1: god or even yeah, fuck that. We even had internment camps in the Seattle area We d- like, we did we're, we're
0: f- up until I want to say it was like 1978 when I was uh, playing soccer at, at Edmonds Community I took like it was a a, a social economics class and uh one of the things that they talked about that they brought up, there was neighborhoods out here that up until like the 70s, late 70s, early 80s were white only. Yeah. Like so right next to where I like used to play soccer and stuff like that up in Shoreline, there was a neighborhood by the beach line that, right off Aurora, like 10 minutes from Aurora, yeah. called Ennis Arden. And it was whites
1: only up until like the late 70s. Mm. Crazy. I'm probably going to butcher this, but I think... Isn't there something about Seattle school districts that are very like still segregated a little bit? Like how it was like how there was like red redlining, so like the bus routes for like where how certain people students to school?
0: go. I did see that. I, I went to the. Um the, uh, uh, there was an exhibit where they talked about like redlining in general through the city. I feel like that is true. I'm not. Tr- I'm not. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not well versed enough to really speak on it. Like I, like I know, but I, I definitely who, know that's a thing. Who would
1: know everything about Seattle? Would it just be some like old white guy, or could it be a black about? Like,
0: no, there definitely. There's definitely some like old head somewhere between here and the southern tip of yeah. the south end who who has those answers. Cause gentrification, like even just yeah. throughout my lifetime, you've seen it like spread crazy. Like just how different pockets got shifted and and streets got changed. What's crazy though, hmm. the Ave isn't that different. Oh god. <laughs> the Ave isn't that different. Wow. The Ave they're they're starting to kind of make it a little bit different, but the core, like this strip right here,
1: that Jack that in different. the Box has gone through World man, War Man, rest in peace, <laughs> said, my nigga
0: Joe A. Man, my nigga Joe A. from Hoover's. Man, he was the homie, bro. He got stabbed out there. Oh though. my God! Yeah, he died
1: of that Jack in the Box. He
0: died from a stab wound too. Like someone could have saved him, but the the way it's set up right here. Yeah, this Jack in the Box is wild. When you from the, and that's another thing. People be sleeping on the north end. You know, shout out to the CD, shout out to the Jesus, south end, God. shout out to the west. But the north end, you know what I mean, get treacherous and busy too. You know what I mean, from the Ave to the to the Blade to Lake City, all the way around, through and through. But yeah, man, rest in peace to the homie. He passed her, uh, over there, man.
1: That's insane. I have not met a single person that's died yet. Maybe like my grandma.
0: Really. That's a that's a good thing though. I
1: guess. Yeah. Jesus. I mean,
0: yeah, no, that's a that's a really good thing though. It's a, a like throughout those things, I mean, it's it definitely shifted my life pattern and like my life outlook, so
1: Like no more jack in the box, goddamn, man.
0: No, definitely not. <laughs> that's been a no for a long time. The rumor back in the day is that if you asked for like mayo on your burger, you could get hooked up with, you know. <laughs> but you didn't hear that from me
1: with some extra mayo. <laughs> <laughs> jeez man but what what do you think is worse though that jack in the box or the the mcdonald's and westlake because those are both pretty treacherous right now
0: the mcdonald's okay but 10 years ago 12 years ago it was a coin flip bro mm. and it was a coin flip why do they wedding. keep
1: them there is it just <laughs> those, those
0: businesses Do they allow them yeah. you know what that's another interesting thing the city doesn't do a whole lot of stuff like the the right outside the jail right outside of the jail is that little park right there you know on a a second and like whatever jackson whatever it is and they allow whatever to go on there and it's like a known thing like people who are going into jails know oh yeah on thursday watch out for the the one big blue van that's the that's the only day they do a drug sweep otherwise They'll watch hand-to-hand exchanges, people using needles. I don't know why. I don't know why.
1: I saw a hand-to-hand exchange in New York, and, like, I feel like everyone saw it, and no one just—people just don't give a fuck in New York. Like, I think that's, they even I think this just a, I just
0: think out here they don't give a fuck because I talked to my cousins and stuff back home yeah. and like out here is just the wild west to them mm. like some of them they'd be like, mm. be like you got to come visit and they're like mm, I don't know I just saw a nigga get shot by the police uh, on the news yeah. yesterday <laughs> I don't know no, no 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 I heard about a drive by these places stuff shit that's not even in Seattle yeah. I heard about a drive by in Chicago I'm like bro that's not even here yeah, like, yeah it's America though I don't know
1: but <laughs> but growing up in the Seattle area. Would you, would you consider Seattle safe then, or?
0: Would it, I mean safe? I mean, I don't think anywhere in America is safe. Oh God! Except for the like the the nice places, like the birds, like the Bellevues of that. And those I still, are,
1: there has to be like, there has to be like s- fucking Bellevue serial killers. There's two. No, no, no,
0: for sure. There's definitely like crimes and things like. That. That's why I would say like nowhere is some
1: like rich safe American like type But
0: thing. I mean, as far as like regular street crimes right. or. You know, accidents like that, those nicer communities, the Beverly Hills, the mm. Bellevues, the Hamptons of the world, those places are safe. But I think every big actual inner city yeah. has got some grime and grit to it. What do you in? Dallas, Phoenix, Seattle, Los Angeles, New York. And I mean, like, granted, different pockets have like higher heightened senses, you know, like the Chicago's and the LA's and stuff like that. But like, the core of Seattle, it's definitely, I feel like for you to say it's safe, if you had to be saying, like, oh, we could just leave the doors unlocked. Oh, just jump out the whip. It's all good. Right. Like, you're, like, that's safe. You know, like, if you're in Bellevue in one of them neighborhoods, you can leave, leave the car running, door yeah. open, go inside for a little bit. It's all good, <laughs> right? But out here, that would not be well, all good. Uh, Hell no. Nah. You gonna leave that kid and your car gonna be, God, I'm of there. what? Like, like, that all sorts of crazy stuff could be going on. So, I wouldn't call it, call it safe, you know what I'm saying? But the perspective, I think, on like a hip-hop sense is that like, oh yeah, it's a safer, like, you know, sweeter thing. But a lot of people, like, OT people learn that lesson. Mm. Like, OT, like, out-of-town people, they learn the lesson, like, real quick that it's really not, like, sweet over here if you are at the wrong spot at the wrong time wrong time of day they definitely have those elements and aspects where you know shit happens
1: but can you do you think you can be a thriving gangster rapper out of seattle
0: i don't think that i mean yeah this cast is doing it that's mm-hmm. not my thing you know you know i'd be talking i'd be talking my shit but it's definitely not on no gangster rap i definitely wouldn't i don't think it'd be categorized in that s, but there's definitely people that is doing it like like mike jack shout out to mike jack he'd be talking some gang shit you know what i mean but the the element i feel like gangster rap is just people who are talking about a street life or you know they might reference murders sales prostitution things like that and with a you know from a might 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 be perceived as like an aggressive perspective or something like that but the cats be talking their shit out here and they you know they're doing their thing the thing is if you are a hip-hop artist out of seattle the difficultness is with uh those people that got the black lives matter sticker mm-hmm. that's what the problem is because a lot of people who run venues or run events and shit like that, they're false allies. So they might be cool with Blake because they're cool with Blake, but it's not necessarily they're cool with black people and Blake is a black person Mm -hmm. who they're also cool with. You know what I'm saying? right. So they pick and choose who they might work with or network with and things like that. So that was sometimes what deters people being successful in a hip-hop perspective no matter what you're saying you could be making weed because i you know there's gangster rap there's there's weed rap there's there's party rap there's college rap there's struggle rap you know what i mean there's all these different aspects and with every one of those you're making unless you're making that like college rap kind of like you know definitely appealing to a wider demographic or uh, a collegiate demographic people that are you know what I mean going into that si- system they don't really market or push people like that um, so you have to create your own buzz and then with your own buzz then they'll be a part oh okay you're doing your thing damn okay we can affiliate with you doing your thing but it's uh, it's difficult to get inside the venues or get on the certain show bills or you know expand as a market and i mean we've right. off camera we talked about it a little bit before that you know doing what you do is really important for the city you know what i'm saying like having a platform like this and offering it to like you have a variance like shout out to my homie divine you got mm-hmm. divine honesty and you got marshall me greg Seif, you got band players singers all that like we have to have media outlets and we have to have venues that work with us beyond people just dropping music videos and having music and things like that. So that's the type of stuff I've been working with. And, you know, to my benefit, however it happens, however the network happens to where I get in those positions, that's kind of I, I share that game. Hey, if you talk like this, if you can maneuver this way, if you connect with this person, if you can introduce yourself here, this is how you could bubble up and expand it. But that's like the Seattle hip hop problem that people always talk about. It's not people going to each other's shows it's not features and things like that it's the fact that in order to build a sense of community people and the, the, some elements of the community have to have real power you know yeah. so shout out to cast like marshall you know like doing a fremont fridays like how we finna start uh uh what you're me? yeah it's finna start next week from when this is out you hear me so uh uh um doing stuff like that that's how you expand platforms and you give opportunities for people to do things like that but people in the community have to work hard to get power and there has to be people like someone who owns a a Neptune Theater, a Numos, a Crocodile, a Showboxer right. has partnership with one of these venues who can then like implement like, you know, hey, this is what we're trying to do. This is how we could do it safely, soundly. Because I understand certain concerns venues have. They're like, well, we don't want to book so-and-so because if we book so-and-so, then all the cats from this gang are going to come or yeah. the, the people from over here, and you know? But if the right security budget, people know how to act. Cause when the big name people come, it works out, you know. We, That's very
1: true. That's all you have to. say. That's very true. Yeah, yeah. You
0: know, like if you had if 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 Pusha T comes out here and oh, did he, he come out here yet? And I think it's I think it's it will be yes by the time they're watching. Yes, either yes or he's about to be.
1: Fuck! I wish I had gotten tickets. I just don't even know. I don't even know how. to- I know.
0: I tried to. I, I I almost worked my way on that bill, but uh, we reached out the the. The uh, the promoter reached out too late, but anyways, um,
1: is there a local? Do you know if there's a local artist on it?
0: I don't know. I don't think so, though. I don't uh, think so. I, I don't think so. Yet. But it, when, when people like that come, or I mean, who's a? I uh, think it's who's a gangster. It, it, when YG comes to perform out here, they're definitely he can not, do a yeah. show. So how, if, if YG can do it? show. Even if
1: people get shot, which they do. Every do time. Which, 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 which <laughs> has happened and
0: stuff like that, but they'll still book him and still do it. So there's no reason that, you know, uh, uh, a Toupee, a Mike Jack, uh, a Francioso, a Mafi D, uh, uh, you know what I'm saying? Whoever. They, yeah. Those are just cats from the South i There's people in Everett who's talking gang shit and doing all that. Any one of these artists could definitely throw an event, and venue in. It'd be put together the right way. It's just that the powers that be... Have their own intentions, you know what I'm saying? If, and it's if, their if, version
1: if, of playing it safe. Exactly, yeah. you know. So
0: like this, is how this is how we're gonna play it safe. But we have a Black Lives Matter sticker up, so yeah. it's like we don't. It's not like we don't like black people. And look, we like so and so over here, like you know. And the person who they usually like is usually someone who is like, like hey, you have I to be to
1: Kendrick Lamar. You have to be <laughs>
0: palatable, like yeah. you know. It's got to be. You have to be able to. Oh what? Oh yeah, no, of course.
1: No, I love that.
0: No, <laughs> yeah. so, that sounds great. If you can't turn that on, with some people like don't co-switch. There's some people who didn't have to learn the skill co-switching or just can't do that, you know? So if you can't do that, then they're just not even going to be able to, they're not going to switch their vernacular to how I'm talking right now and be like, alright man, so look bro, what we really trying to do is we just want you to come to our venue, turn it up, don't bring none of your gang members though, don't do no gang shit, that's what we don't need, we just need you to be on some cool shit, come get your money and turn up. If they could articulate that to the street artist, then she just like, oh, Oh, OK, cool. So I'm just not going to invite Bobo and Reggie and whoever who, you know, don't know how to act. Yeah. I'll bring so-and-so and so-and-so and so-and-so. But because there's no, you know, there's a lack of communication because it's expected for the hip-hop rapper, the whatever person, you know, the minority in the situation to code switch and switch from, man, you know what I'm saying? Anyways, bro, yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyways, so yeah, no, we really like the contract. So we really thought it over. May the, May the 18th works great for us. I think that's an impeccable day. Like, so honestly, <laughs> and we're thinking we can get uh, about 100 people there. That, if you can't do all that, then they're not gonna mess with you. And like, that's what be fucked up with the game out here is that just getting through those powers that be. And then the people who can do it, like, you know, like you seen I could turn that motherfucker on, that people who can do it have to get in them room and then be able to finesse their homies in that way. And then they can be like that middleman. It's almost like being a translator. So, you know, with events and things like that that I go on, got going on, when I got people coming, I give them that breakdown. Hey, bro, don't be on no, you know, a little extra shit like that. The energy is real cool. There's a bunch of like college kid girls, you know, just all the white people just be chill. woo Then they can come through and, you know, no, because it's not for no reason. People don't be on. Some wild type of time for no reason. They on that type of time because at a young age they saw their twelve year old homie get hit by a car, Jeez. shot by this, did all this. You know, at fifteen they saw this person go through that, go through that. So when you experience those things, you like all right. Let me stay on my P's and Q's. Doing staying tight, staying focused kept me here and I want to keep going. And then they start having kids now. So it's like, all right, I gotta make I really gotta stay here for people behind me, my younger siblings, things of that nature. So it's not for no reason that people be turned up around that type of time. It just has to be articulated, like, hey, keep that time out there like this. But once you get up in the venue, we're gonna rock it like this. Don't have this coming around. We wanna keep it smooth, blah blah blah. When you're promoting it, this, that, and the next. If those understands were happening, man, Seattle would be the next whatever, L.A., Atlanta, because we have the venues, we have the most incredible punk rock scene. You know what I mean? So many prominent artists and things like that. And we have the potential. There's definitely the artist base there. You know, the collaborations happen throughout the city. It's just that we got to have the infrastructure to get it on that next thing. And then once people get on, they got to be able to get the fuck on and move around and let people know, hey, I'm from Seattle. So what I'm doing. I'm so-and-so, I'm from Seattle. I'm OG Mambo, man. Yeah, no, I'm from Seattle. I'm from the North End though. Blah, 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 I'm so-and-so. No, I'm from the CD though. So then they can see all these aspects and that's what creates that thing, man. That's how. That's the Seattle dream.
1: This was a full game plan. That's it. Listen. That's it. Watch. Take it all in. Write the notes. <laughs> Come on. If you do that, that that's all you got to do. You got it. That's it. And if you can't code switch yourself, <laughs> if you can't find, find you a code switcher. <laughs> find a code switcher. <laughs> yeah. Hell go. Yeah.
0: Go find you. Find you. Find you. The one homie you played sports with. You mm-hmm. know, maybe he has a white mom. <laughs> go talk to him and be like, "Bro, I need you to code switch for me." Yeah. He's gonna be like. I got
1: you. That's what when people want managers, that's what they should be looking for managers for. That type of stuff. Yeah. No,
0: literally, though, because that's the objective, because, you know, that's another thing There's a, with the whole management thing. We got to make sure that people is working to put people in position. That's the responsibility. A manager is supposed to book you an interview. Make sure your show dates are organized. Check in with you mentally to make sure that you're creating in a nice creative space. Check in on your dates and things like that. If they're not doing that, then you don't want to be, you know what I mean, working with them. And then they also got to be able to code switch so that if you are, even if you're just a weed, super stoner rapper that they can articulate to the venues first, like, hey, okay, so yeah, he's got a sponsorship with this company. And because he's got that sponsorship, they are going to be providing some cannabis. We will be smoking after this time. Da-da-da-da. If you can break that down, they'll be like, oh, okay, cool. Because like I said, at the same venues where I seen him tell people, no, nah, there's no weed smoking. I seen certain people, then people come around, like a currency come around, and I give a no fuck. I just did a show of Goody Mob. When Goody Mob came around, there was no, no, you guys can't smoke back here. No, none of that. Like, everyone's firing up where they want to fire up, so just so you people have to work hard to get the same type of reputability so that and communication so that they can accept that And then the vibe is upward man but I think that the city's actually in a really good place all the people whose names I name drop from different pockets and stuff like that are all really doing good things getting industry collaborations you know booking big shows and doing that so the city's on a positive trajectory and there's a lot more of the people who are able to articulate those middle grounds they're not working as gatekeepers because i feel like we had an era where that was kind of a thing where the people who could speak that language they would only put on who they wanted to put on but now it's a a bit more of an open door of if 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 people aren't fucking with you yet it's just because they don't know i can say that for myself if you haven't seen me like your post or repost you it's just because i don't know yet you know there's a bunch of music out there's hundreds of artists out here but when people are becoming aware we're sharing it i'm in several little group chats of local artists who hey bro you heard about this cat from everywhere oh you know this dude from Kirkland you know dude from West Seattle you know bro from over here no he from the CD too this that nice there's a lot of collaborations yeah. a lot of hands are being shaken so I think we're in a beautiful place on the right trajectory it's just that we have to keep that in mind that you got to be able to articulate those type of things and be able to get in those rooms because it, cause it's one thing to just be an artist it's another thing to be in the business of making art
1: yeah Yeah. 100% man I I, I agree with that full-heartedly
0: yeah yeah yes sir it's all about the business
1: mind yeah and uh yeah man I, I i completely agree with that that's and i think communication i think that all goes back to communication too yeah you know communication's very important maybe yeah maybe maybe you don't even need to have the money to have your own venue to put people on maybe just because you have the right um uh, I guess you have the right phrases to tell yeah. people you can get into those buildings and those doors and open it up for others. Um, and hopefully, people are doing that to some level. And I hope I can do that too with this podcast.
0: Yeah, know? no, definitely. I would say that you are, you know, opening up the platform and being able to take on different type of clients because yeah. Seattle is an eclectic place. But I feel like we only get a light shown on a very specific on the Starbucks college happy Seahawk fan. Serial killer. Serial killer. You know, which is very interesting because if you look at the map, like the kill map for like Ted Bundy, <laughs> for example, he skipped right over the hood. Mm. Like he, so he was in like south of the south end, right? Like you know, and then he progressed, skipped right past all the way, and then came straight to like right here, the U Dub, like the Ave area. She, she's like,
1: mm. I don't want to get fucked up there. He's like,
0: nah, <laughs> I'm kidnapping. I'm not kidnapping no little black girl. Hell no. Niggas is pressing that line right now. Oh my bro. god,
1: did he? Do you think he had any? Did he have any black victims? I don't think he did. Is that? racist or not I don't even know whether it would fall under I
0: don't know but I fuck with him for
1: that yeah
0: like I don't fuck with him but like that's that's what's up that he did but I think it was I think honestly it was strictly fear-based I'm sure that like if he had been able to like finesse his way in but there was a time period where Seattle was you know, I remember.
1: Maybe he would have had to have like a a Black Lives Matter sticker on his bumper. See, he missed he, the, he missed the era.
0: He missed the era. Rock era. rock era. He should have came to the it gentrified Seattle. He probably would have dabbled a little bit oh and God. got a jogger from over there or something.
1: Oh my! So you're you're about to release a new project t- yeah. today? Yeah. Today yes, you it. have a new project. Out. Where, 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 where. Yeah,
0: a new project, Pheno Hunt. Pheno hunt, um, and there's a there's a skit on there that kind of breaks down what that is. But a pheno hunt for people who don't know is, uh, so when they're like cannabis businesses are curating. So you know, typically, especially so for people around the world got world viewers in legal states here there's especially Washington specifically when you get weed it's in like a nice little jar or mm-hmm. container a package right so before it's pre-packaged and they decide all right this specific strain right here like we'll say that the strain is called Nas podcast the Nas podcast strain in order for this to be smokable they had to try several variations of that mm-hmm. so when you say like a strain name it's like compared to saying like like if gorilla glue is a strain then like it's the same as saying like black guy Right, Uh but like you and I are completely different black guys, right? Mm -hmm. And then there's, you know, King Youngblood has another type of black guy, and there's all the different types, right? Yeah. So they'll take all those different types of seeds from that one genetic, from Gorilla Glue or whatever it is, and then all those seeds will be numbered like one, two, three, four, whatever. That's why a lot of people know Gorilla Glue number four Mm -hmm. is one of the popular strains. But uh, and then they'll work through all those.
1: Oh, Gorilla Glue is a name of an actual weed. Yeah, I'm thinking of Gorilla Glue like the. It's actual. Yeah, it's a name of weed. actual sticky gorilla glue, like it's on your fingers.
0: That is why they named it that, because of the stickiness. But so then they'll smoke through all the different variations of it. And then they'll be like, all right, number four. So if it was the, 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 the NAS podcast weed, we'll have NAS podcast number one, two, three, four, five, up to 12 or whatever, right? And then we'll grow all of them and then we'll pull all of them and then we'll smoke all of them and review them and then we'll all have the different reviews so what that that process right there is called pheno hunting mm. so we're looking for the best phenotype out of all the nas podcasts right? right so then once we figured out oh nas podcast number 3 number 3 was the fucking one and then you're coming in like bro Dude, I just woke up. Bro, number 3 was fucking amazing. <laughs> you know, and all the reviews are positive. Now we'll jar up number 3 and push it out.
1: The so weed what I'm, tester job must be so fun. Oh yeah, it's God. dope. It's dope. There's
0: definitely something I was a part of too. So because I had that experience and I did that and with my music, like I said, like it's not just I try to tap it, tap into all the different variations of hip hop whether it be conscious hip hop, you know, cannabis hip hop, something to play while you cleaning, something to play while you riding around on with your homies or before the club, whatever. So all those different types of OG Mambo we were phenotyping that. So mm-hmm. it was the same type of thing of kind of like hunting through the different strains, OG Mambo, the 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 cool shit, the the vibey shit, the the turnt up shit, the stuff with no hook, just straight bars and you know what I mean, uh stuff where I'm really singing a lot, really tapping into melodic melodic pockets. So uh with that project, that's why uh I titled it Pheno because I was just diving around, it's eleven records, where I'm just diving around all the different styles that I like to play with, you know. I wouldn't say all of them. There was like Four or five that I left out, but uh, that are coming on a project futuristically. But that was really the whole goal of it to get that out, so that was the name of it. The title,
1: hell yeah! Are there any cool uh features on this project?
0: Yeah, I got I got Web Wavy on hey. there. Uh, uh, I just met him recently, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I got Web Wavy on there. I got the homie Tracy Lamont from North Carolina. Uh, uh well, now he 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 he, mommy, I mean, he just from the south, he's just a southern boy. Uh, my man Tracy Lamont, and then I got uh. Ryan Van Huygen and Marshall Hugh. Yeah. They on a they on a record. It's a it's actually I'm really excited. That that, that record's a dope record. Um and then did I get any other features? No, nah, Webb, Tracy, Marshall, Ryan. No, nah, yeah. And I got I got those, those are the only features and then production is Kaleem Beats who uh just joined the Ill Society team too. So I'm really excited about that too. Uh it was Kaleem Beats and Comfy Beats, who's a Seattle native, Cliff Comfy. Uh, he worked a lot with Malcolm Rebel I'm not sure if you're familiar with Malcolm Rebel but rest in peace to the homie Rebel but uh, so he was just another one from the North Borough who I got to partner up and work with and then I got Who on the Track and Chris California and D Hunting and those are all the producers that I kind of like tapped in with to give all those different kind of sounds Uh, like Who on the Track and Chris California they they really are in like they they live in the player world, like mm-hmm. real funky bass lines and really groovy stuff, you know, heavily like Snoop influence and stuff like that. So, yeah, it's real fun, man. It's a dope project. I, I'm i actually really proud of this one. We got some music videos that we've uh, been cooking up and they're going to be releasing in a couple weeks, too. So, yeah, it's so. dope.
1: Hell yeah uh-huh what is uh what is your favorite song that you recommend everyone check actually oh this what is God. what is your favorite song and what do you think is going to be most people's favorite song that's what i like to do um so my favorite song
0: my favorite song is top gun produced by Colleen Beats. And actually the movie Top Gun just dropped too. Yeah, yeah so like that. Maverick. And, and uh, what I didn't know while, cre- so while I was making the song, I was watching the old Top Gun, mm. right? So that was on, like I mentioned earlier in the interview, I like to reference whatever was going on. I'll just be smoking, chilling. So the beat was playing and uh, uh, I used the bar flying round strapped up like Top Gun, you know? Cause I was just like, oh, okay, boom. So I used that reference. And then while I was making the record, uh, they dropped, like, the day I was recording it was the day they reannounced it. Because Top Gun was supposed to uh, launch in 2020. Yeah. But they pushed it back. So it was the day that they were like, oh, yeah, we're about to re-release this movie. And I was like, Phew, concert. So that's probably my favorite <laughs> record on there. And then the one that I think that people are going to gravitate to the most, and I like the label and everyone that I've previewed it for, is All The Way featuring Webb. Or focus with Marshall and Ryan. Both of those songs are in two kind of like different lanes, but they're very the the sonic parkets are very like emotionally invoking, kinda you can get lost in your headphones while you're bobbing your head to that too. So those three records are definitely real special ones to me. Hell
1: yeah. Hell well, yeah. is there anything else you would like to cover on this podcast? You any know, more porn stars? Any think, more Seattle I think, mythology? I
0: think I, I think I think we I think we covered like you know because I feel like I'm I'm gonna end up returning at some point. Yeah, you know I think this was a good 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 we good introduction. We gotta
1: think of a, a BBC episode. Do you know about my conspiracy podcast? Uh uh-uh. uh Oh my! It's called BBC Blake Burton Brian Barnett conspiracies. I like that you um, use that acronym. Yeah,
0: especially now that I know you know about people like OG <laughs> Mudbone. <laughs> oh my
1: god, I'm dead. Um. But maybe we can think of a conspiracy about like something that happened in Seattle or something. Yes, man, yeah. I would
0: love that. I would love. There's a lot of, there's a lot of them that uh, exist. Cause like I said, I've been making music probably for like ten, fifteen years probably actively 10 like on the seattle scene so i've seen people come go come back go again you know in and, and the different areas and there's some conspiracies on on uh, on uh, 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 things like that
1: and have you ever heard of phoenix jones oh my god yes phoenix jones the fun dude that guy was supposed to be the seattle superhero and then like last or two years ago he got locked up for selling drugs with his girlfriend he was a good guy though he, he it, was, it went from uh he lived too long to become the villain. That's know? it.
0: That's it. That's what they say. That's what they say. But things like, I actually have a song on a project I read it's called Wactos Intolerant that I named after Phoenix John.
1: That's so. You should check out the Nacho Picasso interview. He has this crazy story he talks about Phoenix Jones. Oh no, I've seen
0: that interview and I've seen that and actually for some of them stories I, I was present for some of, some of those scenarios. Nacho on the Hill was a different Nacho than he is now. New Nacho. New Nacho's dope. Old Nacho was sick too but new Nacho's
1: dope. Wait, so what? do you have a conspiracy about phoenix jones or
0: i don't think that I, I i think i think i think they tried to i think they planted it on him sheesh free they said him up. they said free free my man from <laughs> phoenix jones man let him out till they let him out
1: man <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: you know new york doesn't have any superheroes but seattle does have you seen the movie kick-ass yeah
0: that was loosely based off of him oh shit that's what i've heard so that's a that may be a conspiracy, but that's what I've heard that because there was it wasn't just Phoenix Jones, it was like Phoenix Jones and gang yeah. like if you were on the hill back in the early the the late the the tens the o nine ten eleven twelve there was a, they were deep They were like four or five deep there was a girl but
1: you like There was like two woman. other deep like a pregnant lady they
0: did they did go over, but like I'm telling you it was going good for a while, but then like they took it too serious, and if you met them they were like they weren't playing. Yeah, like it wasn't like, oh yeah, we dress up and like go out and do this. No, nah, like they was dead ass like stop.
1: <laughs> like,
0: no, nah, for real. Like, no, nah, for real. But, no cap.
1: I want Phoenix. I I did I did reach out to him right before he went to jail, but I think it's I don't think it got my message. That was probably the last thing. Was Maybe
0: you could me. do like an in jail like interview. <laughs> Get the media pass yes. and everything like that. That needs to happen. <laughs> I'm a, I'm am I'm gonna pull whatever strings I can to make that happen.
1: Oh my god, that's I'm dead. Well man, um what is some final advice that you have for the for the the people? Um the creators, la- influencers, artists.
0: Uh the last bit of game I would give is be yourself. Create freely without expectations or uh stigmas or uh, 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 stereotypes driving you. And then, get you someone on your team who can code switch.
1: Yes, and watch OG Mudbone.
0: <laughs> you don't need to, but... If it's gonna motivate you or, or get Lex you through Steel. a tough time, that's definitely gonna be it. Those are de- or or uh, 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 Rico Strong. While we at it,
1: I don't know that one. I might have to look. Actually, I'm not gonna look up any of these guys. <laughs> <laughs> of course, I never watch porn. <laughs> <laughs> no,
0: are you kidding me?
1: Oh my god! Actually, last thing I want to end the podcast with this. So I was driving to work today. So I have to take a corner past the Jack in the Box, and on the corner was a red light. So I saw to the left of me at the Jack in the Box. So the Jack in the Box was like right here, like right to the right of me. And to the left, there's like this park. And on the left side of the crosswalk where the park was, there was this guy dressed up as fucking... <laughs> this guy was dressed up as Cookie Monster. <laughs> and he was fucking just screaming at people. And this like Welcome old man... <laughs> this old man was just trying to walk past and the Cookie Monster guy wouldn't stop yelling at him. I was like, oh God, this is my morning but um cookie monster og Mudbone, Alex steel um there's a lot that
0: of- is the app you just summarized a morning on the app <laughs> and then once you turn the corner from them there'll be like a group of like u-dub cross-country girls like on a jog
1: yeah you know <laughs> high stepping over needles yeah <laughs> come on ladies <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. um but yeah uh One more time. What's the name of your project?
0: (laughs) Uh, Fino Hunt is the name of the project. OG Mambo Fino Hunt. You guys can look it up. Google me. YouTube. Everything. The whole nine. It's the same thing. At OG Mambo. Like on everywhere. Even on PlayStation Network. If you want to get your ass kicked.
1: What game though?
0: Doesn't matter. I'm kicking ass. FIFA 2K. Fuck it. Fortnite.
1: Kicking ass and eating ass. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> O.G. Mudbow, and we
1: did it.